Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and today is an advice from a CEO episode. We're going to talk about team purpose. What is the purpose of a team? And I don't think a lot of people put a, put a whole lot of thought into this. I know I certainly didn't for much of my career until I was rebuilding my executive management team after the exit of, of one um, high impact individual and bringing on um, uh, two new teammates. Um, I really thought through how do I onboard new people to my team to make sure that they understand exactly what the expectations are, not just of them as individual performers, but of the team. How do I ensure that they're going to be successful at joining this team, not just at doing their job? And I had learned this because after the exit of this high impact individual, I learned a lot about the disconnect between what I thought was happening amongst the team dynamics and what was really happening. And I am, and it was negative. It wasn't a positive experience. And so I wanted to ensure that we minimize the chance of this happening again. Now, team dynamic is always going to change. Anytime you bring a new person onto a team or a, a teammate exit, it changes the dynamic, but stress changes the dynamic. People's life situations change the dynamic. There's so many things that can happen that it's constantly ebbing and flowing in terms of team health. And so being able to work through those issues quickly and making sure that you are in a um, highly functional, highly dynamic team um, is really an important aspect of, of leadership. But everybody needs to understand exactly what that means. And I don't think we do enough as leaders to talk about expectations of a team. So I went about putting together operating principles for the executive management team and, uh, and collaboratively worked with my eight direct reports to flush this out. Like, what do we want to be like as a team? What do we want it to feel like? How do we want to show up? What are our expectations and responsibilities to each other and to running this company? And it was such a powerful exercise that I wanted to share it with you. So I think that this is really important because you can't grow your company, you can't grow your career if you don't have a phenomenal team. And setting these expectations and doing this exercise is incredibly helpful. So the first thing that we did is we defined our mission as a team. So at the executive level, the mission needs to be to build a better company. And I think this is really important because far too often leaders at the top get really siloed. Well, leaders at any level, they get siloed into their area of the company and they forget that it's part of the bigger whole and everybody needs to be successful to for the company to be successful. It's not about individual team performance. So this was really important. Our mission as an executive management team at Stone Age is to build a better company. And it's also to work collaboratively to make the lives of our stakeholders better, which is, which are each other, which are our employees and our customers. This is really important because it's outward focused. It's not individualistic. Our mission is to build a better company and to work together to make the lives of our stakeholders better. That gives the team a real clear guiding North star to go to. If we're not building a better company, we're not doing our jobs. Then we went into creating our purpose. So why do we exist? Uh, and we came up with several bullet points of, of what our purpose is as a team. And I'll share a few of them with you because I think that these are um, a good starting point. So number one, create a vision for the company and tie the work that we do to that vision. 
Every single person needs to understand how the work that they do are helping achieve that vision. So the executive management team is in charge of creating that vision. Number two, determine the strategy to achieve that vision and propel the company forward. So we are in charge of strategy. We're in charge of vision. To understand that the employee experience and the customer experience is intertwined, and we have to work together to create a customer and employee-centric organization, right? So this isn't saying that employees come first or that customers come first. They both have to get, come first together. If you create a good employee experience, you can create a great customer experience. To create a good customer experience, you have to have a customer-centric organization. So we made sure that was really clear. Another point, our purpose is to set high performance standards and hold ourselves accountable to those. So that was, that's a really important aspect to, um, to a highly functioning team is what are the standards? Let's make sure they're defined. And how are we holding ourselves accountable to them? How are we going to talk up to each other when we're not? And so those are just a couple of examples that we went through. We've got about 10 different things that um, we've said this is our purpose as a team. And if we're not doing these things, then we're not executing to the reason why we're here, which is to grow the company, to set clear expectations, to ensure alignment, and to work together really well. After we went through the purpose, we talked about how we're going to work together. And this is really important because on my team, I require people to solve problems, to work together, to work together well. And there's no triangulation. There's no backstabbing. We are here to build this team together. That is your job as an executive management manager at Stone Age. So we wanted to make sure that was really clearly lined out. So here are a couple of examples um, of the points that we put into our how we work together section. We help each other build strong teams that work together well, right? We're just not in charge of our own team. We have to help each other build strong teams. It's very collaborative. We frequently communicate openly share information and accept input from all stakeholders that lead to positive outcomes. This is important. You cannot over communicate. You have to make sure you're sharing that information in the proper channels, but do it in an open way and make sure that people feel safe to give you input so that you can make good decisions. This is really important to our culture. Number three was come to meetings prepared and actively participate. That is incredibly important. It's so annoying when you have a colleague who comes and clearly hasn't prepared for the meeting, hasn't read the agenda, doesn't know what they're talking about, you know, doesn't ask the proper questions um, or doesn't participate. Uh, that's a requirement on our team to fully show up and present yourself um, as a great teammate. So those are just a couple of examples of, um, of, of things that we put into the, how we work together. Um, one, another one that I think is really important, actually two that I'd like to share, cause I think all teams need this. Um, we address problems head on, no sweeping problems under the rug. That's really important. I just had this happen at an, uh, executive management team meeting yesterday where one of my direct reports said, Hey, this person isn't performing as expected. And it was like, Hey, wait a minute, let's talk about this. And we had a really in-depth discussion that there was clearly not alignment on the team and they went and solved that. And I was really proud of that person for stepping up and saying it because he wasn't sweeping an issue under the rug. He was making sure that his colleagues knew that there was underperformance happening on their teams and we're all here to collectively fix it. And the other one is, uh, I think this is important. We all act like executives and represent our departments uh, with integrity, honesty, and strong leadership. 
This is so important. You know, you have to lead well when things are stressful. So you have to act like an executive. You have to represent with integrity, honesty, and strong leadership. That is an expectation to be on the team at Stone Age. And I think clearly lining that out of what your teammates need to show up as because they're representing you as a leader and they're representing your teams um, is incredibly important. And then we finally went through and wrote how we show up as, as leaders of this company. And we wrote out our leadership principle statement, which is leaders at Stone Age positively impact the lives of our employees and customers by solving problems and doing great work. Impact is only possible when we embody a proactive and positive leadership mindset. Leadership matters. And so we are really consistent and accountable to following these values, to following these operating principles. So it goes into a lot more depth than that, but I wanted to share it with you because if you haven't put together your operating principles, I think it's a really important thing to do. And I think it will make your team a lot better. And we did this collaboratively. Everybody agreed on what we were going to agree to. Uh, we wordsmithed it to make sure that we got the meaning exactly right. So it was very crystal clear and we could ensure alignment. So hopefully that is helpful to you when you're thinking about creating operating principles for your team. I highly recommend it. Okay, last thing was my question of the week. Um, and, and I'm getting ready to uh, come out with my book. Well, it'll come out sometime next year uh, because it'll be ready around the holidays in 2022. And that's a terrible time to launch a book. So we're going to wait until early uh, 2023. And I was asked... Uh, by someone on LinkedIn after I posted about meeting my publisher, why did you decide to go with a hybrid publisher and what does that mean? So I wanted to just quickly describe this. Uh, so there's there's three different publishing method methods. Traditional where you write a book, take a manuscript out, get an agent, shop it, and you'll potentially get an advance on it and they publish the book, but you don't have a whole lot of ownership rights, but you get a big name publisher, which comes with a lot more I know, credibility and weight um, in some circles anyway. Then you can do self-publishing, which is a really easy, fast way. Literally, my book could be up on Amazon right now in an ebook that you could download to Kindle. Um, it takes a little bit more coordinating and work because you need to have people who can you know, design a cover and help you get it up there properly and formatted. But it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Literally, you can write a book and in a couple of days have it published. Hybrid publishing is something that's in the middle. A hybrid publisher has the resources of a traditional publisher, editors, cover designers, people who are going to help you with marketing, who will help you with distribution, but the author covers some of the costs up front so that um, it's a shared endeavor. The, po the positive thing about the author sharing some of that cost up front or all of that cost up front is that they get to control uh, they get to keep control of all of their content and they get higher royalties off of book sales. And so if you go the traditional route, you usually get a really small royalty off of book sales. So in the end, it all just depends on how many books you're going to sell um, to cover those costs. And so, and then if you go with the hybrid publisher, it's a lot faster. It can, you can get a book out in six months without supply chain issues, maybe a little bit longer um, now that we have uh, supply, so many supply chains issues in the, in the book publishing business, but you can get it done a lot faster. So you have a support team. Um, it has a really professional book that you can have in a hard copy and you can distribute and have a professional team help you market it. 
without having to give up all the rights and all the royalties to a traditional publisher. And it takes like three years to get a book published through a traditional publisher. So anyway, that's why I decided to go with hybrid. I wanted to control my content. I wanted to own my content. I wanted to be able to um, get it done faster. And, uh, and so I was willing to share some of those costs up front to have a great team, but to have more control and to, uh, to, to get the book done faster. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful if anybody's interested in the behind the book scenes. Um, that's how it works at a 30,000 foot level. Okay, with that, I will leave you to your day. I hope you have a fantastic day. If you like this, please write a review, like it, subscribe it. It's great for the algorithms. Go to my YouTube channel where this full episode will be able to be seen on video and subscribe there. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.